Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Gotham Comedy Club and the 400th episode of The Verzi Effect. And now, please welcome Paul Verzi. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Give yourselves a round of applause here. This is my uh, 400th episode. Make noise if you are a Verzi Effect listener, guys. I hope you guys are in here. You guys got to be the diehards here in New York. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I've done, this is the 400th episode. I've been doing this shit from hotel rooms. I've been doing it from my car. I've been doing it from my home office. And they were like, why don't you do something nice? I said, let's come out to the best, you know, the best comedy club. Well, one of the best. There's other people here from other comedy clubs. I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But uh, we decided to do it here. I have a very special guest. We're going to be giving you guys some stuff. I want to meet you guys after. Anything you want, pictures, anything. That's why I wanted to keep it intimate for the real fans. So, again, thank you guys. You guys are the best, and I appreciate it. All right. Um, This is... The Verzi Effect poster that each of you will be getting, okay? And if you're not here for me, if you're here for sale, you're not getting this, okay? You're not, you're not getting it, okay? It's, it's sp- me specifically, that's it, okay? And I'm sticking to that. I'm going to find out, and I'm going to give you questions and test you to find out, okay? Because I fucking spent money on it, all right? Yeah, I'm not having a fucking impractical joker fan walking down the street with my poster if you didn't come here for me. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but without further ado, guys, my guest, I wanted, every time I did a milestone, every time I did 100, 200, 300, 400, uh, I wanted somebody important in my life, somebody that I love, and uh, this man coming to the stage, our, uh, our friendship transcends this business. Not only one of the funniest people I know, one of the best dudes that I know, so if I was going to do this live, you know, in this club, I wanted to sit here and shoot the shit with somebody that I love. So without further ado, you guys know him as uh, one of the stars of Impractical Jokers on True TV. He's also an absolute hilarious comedian. Put your hands together right now for my brother, Sal Vacano, everybody. <laughs> Sally! There he is. Oh, get louder for Sal. Come on, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Uh, Too much light? Is that? No, this is good. This is I can't. No, it's good. Okay. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah. Can I give it up? Actually, can I give it up for you because I have never done 400 of anything. <laughs> never, mind, never mind the podcast. Like I know. Four, like I know. cumulative. I've never even done like 400 crunches in 43 years. I've never done. It. <laughs> 400. Well, that's you, 400 you hours of that, content. It, of, that's a lot. Well, some would say it's probably half of that. It's not always, it's not always great, guys, all right? You know, but no, yeah, 400 times. That's unbelievable. And I was like, I want to do it with, oh, you know what? I'm going to get this Thank out of the way. Thank you for having me. I'm going to get this Thank out of the way. Thank you for that nice introduction, too. I love you, and I feel the same way about you. Yeah, and you know what? Just the way you are with sneakers and the Jordan thing. We're going to suck each other's dick up here, guys. All right, sorry. No, relax, ma'am. I'm kidding. She, I remember she, the first time I saw you. She goes, yes, yes, that's what I came for. That's what we want. It's the not whole that kind of party, The sweetheart. whole podcast is going to be like, I remember the first time I saw you, there was a little sweat glistening here, and it was across the room, and you were I saw your Nikes from down the block, and I said, 
uh, and the Mike Tyson punch out shirt, huh? Yeah, well, that, so I, like, I love the, I love this uh, game, and I like have like I don't get to do um, video games a lot. I buy yeah. the systems when they come out, but I really never play them, and I have to stop doing it. But I got this shirt because I was like, oh my god, I love this game. Me and my dad used to play. And then I was I walked when I saw you backstage. You're like, nice shirt, and I was like, thanks. And I looked down, and I was like, <laughs> ah, he did go to jail. <laughs> For bad stuff, and then I was like, <laughs> in this day and age, if someone's like, "Hey, why do you have him on your shirt?" I actually don't have a good response for that. Yeah, he's a convicted rapist, but I don't think he did it. <laughs> so, and I mean, no disrespect <laughs> to anybody, not him or the person alleged. I don't know what happened. I just listen. It's an eight-bit video game. I played it with my father. Let's all just calm down. Why is um, everybody staring at me like yeah, this? Yeah. You know, it is what it is. He said in his one-man show, he should be in jail for a lot of other things, yeah. but not that. Well, that, that brings good me enough great for me. comfort. <laughs> but I got so, something for you. Yeah, okay. okay. I got something for you. I want to give it to you at the beginning of the show because this is uh, a special thing, and who knows where it'll take us. But I got something for you. Oh, you like okay. to drink, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I need, uh, you know, water to live, actually. So this is uh, tequila, Don Julio, 1942. Okay, yeah, this is, this is some top-notch shit here. That's nuts. Okay, it's so. It's your 400 podcast. No, no, no. bring a gift, and you're giving no. me a gift? Wait, you didn't get me a gift? No, what I the feel fuck? terrible. Give me that back. Give me that back. I feel so you bad. want them? <laughs> take my Jordan jacket. <laughs> look, it's brand yeah. new. I promise you. Look, maybe I, we'll take do a toast this with this. I didn't even take the, the tag off yet. <laughs> the tags on. I don't like to take the tags off. I like to feel it out for a couple days. You never know if you want to return it. And then they got this crazy policy: if you break the plastic, they can't be returned. That's. I'll thing. tell you guys why. I'll tell you guys why I did that. To not only reason I love him, and I would have done it anyway. This is the type of guy this guy is. And after this, we're gonna stop with the, you know, compliments and the pleasantries. Okay, and we're gonna get into the. We'll get into this stuff. Right, relax, man. You don't have to. Um, my special came out on Comedy Central. We didn't know where it was gonna go. Right. We shot it. We didn't know where it was gonna go, and uh, finally gets picked up on Comedy Central. I'm excited about it. I'm like, you know, this is a great thing. So Sal says, oh, it got to come. You know, when I see you, I got something for you. So we're doing spots around the city. Hey, I'm going to dinner here. Where are you going to be? And we're trying to coordinate. And finally I said, uh, hey, man, I'm going to be there at 930. He goes, me too. I got something for you. I think this guy's going to give me a cigar. <laughs> he shows up with a fucking backpack. And he goes, come here, come here. And then I got nervous. I was like, where are we going? Like, we went around Two the block. Two kilos of cocaine. <laughs> Cigar. And that's why I got him. No. Uh, <laughs> so he pulls out this box of 1988 Jordan 3 retros, the, the foul line, where he dunked from the foul line. And I was like, what the fuck are you? And he was like, no, I just wanted to give it to you. And I was just like, you're, all right, you're going to get my 400th because of that. No, that's uh, not the only reason why. But that's part of it. Hey, I'm, I'm honored to be here, really, really. And I've never, actually never been able to do the podcast with you prior to this. So it's a good one to start with. Well, you're busier than me. You didn't have to throw it in my face. <laughs> all right, I get it. You're on a hit show. You're on a hit show. I fucking get it, I all right? I actually told you know? him no from 237 <laughs> to 399, and now's the time. We did the Impractical Jokers cruise yes. with Bobby, and he had 10 of us lined up. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, but let's, let's get into this here now, okay? Um, how many people in here watch Game of Thrones? You guys Jesus. are like a well-behaved grammar school class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys don't know what we're doing either. Neither do we. Just fucking relax, okay? Sit back, enjoy your drinks, and just relax. I know it's a different type of setup. Um, Get, no, I don't watch it. I don't watch it either. Yeah. And then there was, did somebody just say yes? Yeah. Aren't, you ever tell somebody you, you don't watch Game of Thrones? Did the creator like, kill your father? Why are you... 
When you tell somebody you don't watch Game of Thrones, it's like you said you're going to abandon your children and pick up a drug habit. They're like, what? So I don't watch it, okay? I tried to watch it on an airplane, my 10-year wedding anniversary, right? My 10-year wedding anniversary, my brother goes, I downloaded all the seasons. You're going to Hawaii, it's 10 hours. Watch the thing, right? Right. So I'm watching it, and unbeknownst to me, it's, it's a porno. I, have you, has anybody watched this? It was, and my wife is sitting next to me, and every time she looked, there was some redhead just jumping up and down. Her tits are flying everywhere. And my wife is going, what are you, we're going on our honeymoon here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I'm trying to fulfill my ginger fetish on the way to our 10-year to Honolulu. It's, it's a show. But then I couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore, right? Yeah. I don't have 78 hours, 82 hours to watch the thing. And then I saw the Starbucks cup today you guys saw that right and I was like good fuck you people right because I'm not I would never that would ruin it for me that does, would, does everyone know because I didn't know what you were he talking didn't know, about he didn't he just found this out for people that didn't know that you guys don't know there was a star you know, Starbucks cup on a table in a scene that actually aired on HBO <laughs> the third season somebody was the fucking grande macchiato right in the middle of a Viking like, dick scene what <laughs> If I do is they would have a fucking two Vikings fucking gingers everywhere and then there was a <laughs> fucking Vente fucking caramel, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about That's dragons so and shit and there's a coffee cup there. That ruins it for me. That, that I mean, ruins it for me. It's like the last, they pulled the rug out from the show in the last episode. <laughs> they went 10 years Who, and 100 episodes <laughs> and in the very end they're like, ah, oh, this is just going to ruin everything. Who doesn't see that? Who doesn't see, is this one crew member, somebody go, what, what is, there's a, by the way, somebody left a coffee cup in the biggest show in history. You can't even blame the person who left it. You gotta blame the fucking director. He's got, looking yeah. in the thing, he doesn't even see it. No, that's crazy. Starbucks must be so happy. <laughs> yeah. No, really. Really. Starbucks is making a mint. Yeah. With this, the biggest show, and they're just—they should like, change like their little like I don't know what their slogan is, but they should be like Starbucks since fucking fifteen hundred and sixty-five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your favorite coffee for four for, for seven hundred years. Uh, <laughs> if it's good enough for a uh, dragon. Uh, and hey, <laughs> that's how those, that's why those dragons are all amped up. <laughs> just throwing fire out there, all hopped up on the <laughs> feet, <laughs> the calf. Oh, Sally, it's great to see you. Yeah. Yeah, so what's going on with you? We're at a pizzeria. What's going on with you? Everything good? Or uh, <laughs> No, everything's good, man. Yeah. Everything's good. You, you're a crier, huh? Yeah, I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't even know if that's a compliment to you because I do cry. I no, told, but that's why I, I love telling, you. I told you in the hallway. <laughs> I, I, one time I cried at a, at a Pep Boys commercial. So it's... <laughs> Um, that was like that scene in Dumb and Dumber. Remember, yeah. it was like a communications <laughs> thing, yeah. and they were blowing their nose with the money. And he was like, "Oh, that's good <laughs> stuff." You really cried at a pep yes. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't. No, I, well, I'll tell you anything like undercover boss or like with the, yeah. the, the old one with like move the bus and they move the bus and the whole family has a new house. I'm just like this motherfucker. But um, but I uh, I don't know what it is. I have this uh, D in my DNA that I can I can get emotional very easily. Yeah, like like it. If we got down the path in, in a conversation right now, in this, this I could easily cry. I, I don't want to do that because. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't want to do part, that. For the most part, I don't want to embarrass myself, <laughs> and this should skew comedy. But. But if imagine you imagine I just <laughs> made you whimper during this whole thing. <laughs> if, you, if you want to bring the room down, I could do it. 
there's, there's like three or four songs, right, uh, in my whole okay, life. Okay, let's talk about that. What yeah. are your, what song do you hear no matter what time? Look at him, he's already getting anxious about it. What, what song? I'm being vulnerable right now. What number, rank them though, one to four. If you're in the car alone and you're feeling a little, which one is number you're not one? Even, well, some of them you might understand. Some of them you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> but I'll tell you one. So, uh, okay. <laughs> this is embarrassing. But, um, there's a song. Well, I'm old, so I don't know the age of this room here. But this is a song by a guy named James Ingram. It's, it, it's called Just Once. It was, like, really popular when I was little. Oh, it was like, Just Once? Yes! Don't sing it. I'll fucking cry. No, no, no. <laughs> It's I don't know so why I started. I'm sorry, I started belting that out <laughs> that for a second. You almost took the mic. Out, you almost got up. Imagine if I just <laughs> stood up and just fucking Can did we the whole number. Can we find a way to find, find it, man? <laughs> just one it's so night. sad. So what happened was, what had happened was, my first love. I was like 15 or whatever <laughs> to like 21. I dated this girl and we broke up and it was a very unceremonious breakup. <laughs> she, I think, if I recall right, she cheated on me and stuff and. And I was shocked because we dated for years and I was young. I didn't go through this yet. And I, uh, for some reason, that song struck a chord with me. <laughs> and I had this, the tape. I had a tape. That's how long ago it was. Oh, oh my God. And I was so sad. So I used to deliver pizza. And she, her house was in the neighborhood that I delivered pizza in. Right. And so I would deliver pizza and I, and I would have the cassette in my car. And I would play this one and I would pass her house and I'd just cry. I, I know, I know. So you're a I stalker. What kind of stalky <laughs> shit is that? <laughs> I would blast it with my cassette going back and forth by her house it with rage to kill whoever else she was with. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'll bring this fucking room down. Don't even tempt me. Uh, it's like, he's like, uh, you know, can we? It's just like he's really trying and not succeeding at this relationship. That struck a chord with me back then. So even today, to this day, it's like some weird shit where I can get in the zone if I wanted to and cry at that. But it really isn't like, <laughs> I, this one, uh, this is terrible. Go ahead. But this one doesn't do it for me anymore. It just was when it first came out, I think I was going through some shit and. <laughs> you don't have to preface it. Well, because, no, <laughs> I, I do. And you'll hear when I say this song, <laughs> it needed prefacing. Okay. It doesn't do it anymore. It was a small window of time. It was when it first came out and I was going through some shit. As long as you all know that, it was I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. <laughs> now let's move on. Let's move on. No. It was a small window of time. It was like that I just three months when it was on the billboards, and that's it. I don't know. You got the Tyson shirt, now the R. Kelly. I, uh, uh. There's a theme here. There's a theme here. Yeah, if you take away all the bad <laughs> stuff about the man, like that song is supposed to be like, I you love know, the Harvey Weinstein uplifting. movies. What can <laughs> I tell you? I don't... There's a, that song, oh my God, you want to know an unlikely song that makes you cry all the time? What's another? Um, um, Go, uh, Ghostface Killer and Mary J. <laughs> Bly. Oh. Uh, all I need, oh, your role, all yeah, I need yes. to get by. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. That's a sad fucking song. Yeah. You ever listen to that song? It's just, all right, maybe no one listens to it. Fine, that's okay. <laughs> it's like, the, you know, it's just about growing up poor and doing whatever you kind of survive any, with your family. I've never heard anybody go, you know what song really is a tearjerker? <laughs> that Ghostface Killer track. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. No. Because he, he grew up, like it's all about him and his family sticking together through poverty. Just strikes a chord. Let's talk about that cheating bitch who did that to you. Now, listen, yeah. you want to know something? I learned something today. This is true. Study, a woman's study said, guess who cheats more? Women cheat more than men in a study. They cheat more than them. So take Sons that, ladies. No, I'm just kidding. But they do, they do cheat more. And here's another thing I learned. You're probably all here cheating right now. <laughs> I bet yeah, you no one's, said, no one's here with their boyfriend, probably. <laughs> No, this was a stat. They said that when a man cheats, 
58% of men who cheat still love their wives. When a woman cheats, she's pretty much done. Only 30 some. Look at this guy nodding his head way too much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he's going, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you're see, I knew it. I knew it. He just took a sip of his beer. You're dropping stats? Yeah, I, I saw it today. <laughs> like a walking cosmopolitan. Yeah, because today you got to have shit to back it up, right? You got to have shit to back it up. My friend Paulie Redbook over here. <laughs> No, some feminist is going to start yelling at me when I say that. Then I'm going to go, no, here are the numbers. 58% are still in love. That, why do they do it? To just satiate a, a, some type of primal desire? I don't know. What? what, <laughs> what, why, why what if they're in love, why do they cheat then? Did they say that? What, why the man cheats? Yeah. Just kind of the obvious reasons? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying. I don't want to fucking what, lose what are, half the people, what are, here, half the women here if what, I can't say that. What are those obvious reasons, Paul? Please take us through it. They stop sucking dick. No, I'm kidding, ladies. I'm kidding. But well, I wouldn't want you to go there. <laughs> no, no, I don't know why. Uh, have I ever cheated? Thanks for asking. <laughs> I, uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure that I have, actually. I'm not sure that I have. I might have. You I did. Yeah. <laughs> Been cheated on plenty. Not anymore, though. I'm Round of applause right. if you've cheated on somebody before. Let's see where people are honest here. Yeah. You didn't have to be that excited about it, sir. Yeah. That good. was like you're a professional cheater. <laughs> <laughs> the enthusiasm. We were like, please ask, please ask. I will clap so loud. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Uh, so we're going to run it. You guys, if you guys uh, know the show, I do an unacceptable for the week, okay? You guys... People love the segment. They send in their unacceptables. If you have an unacceptable and you want to share it with me or Sal, we're going to do that. Mine actually happened today, and uh, I'm going to share it with you. You don't, you don't know the story yet. so. Okay. Okay. So uh, here it is. I, <laughs> I was very fortunate enough, very uh, humbled to – I got – a first role in a, in a major motion picture coming up, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. So I found out I'm going to start <laughs> – Gonna st I, mean, I was excited about it. I had to go audition. No. I believe I can fly. <laughs> Do that undertone the whole way. No. So I get... <laughs> tell it, tell it. You got you... you so, so I go in to this audition and I am fucking nervous, right? I get this part, and makeup calls me up. All right, now you're, you're fucking me up. It's okay. fucking me up. <laughs> I tried to go with it, and then the humming, and I was like, I can't, I can't. Um, so makeup is contacting me because I need to do certain things with my, my facial hair. So they keep going back and forth. And this is a very big uh, movie with a big director. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm giving them what they need, and things are going to start really rolling in the, in the next month and shit. So, so I'm sitting in the car on the way here, and the lady, the lady, she's British accent, super nice. We start texting about the makeup and the, sh the growing the facial hair, and she says something to me, and I say, she says, okay, great, and then I went to give her the thumbs up, and I was on the West Side Highway, and my slump, my thumb slid down, and I gave her a middle finger emoji, <laughs> and I'm going, I'm gonna lose this fucking movie before I gave her the middle finger. So then I had to go thumb right after the middle finger. So sorry, hit the wrong button. Oh my God, no seriously, so sorry. And then she doesn't respond. And I'm like, I'm off the movie, I'm off the movie. I just told this makeup lady to go fuck herself and she's just trying to get what she needs. Just once, <laughs> can you find a way to finally make it? 
did, right? Just one. Yeah. So uh, then finally, like a half hour, 45 minutes later, she goes, oh, so funny. And she did the crying emoji. But unacceptable for me to be on West Side Highway in traffic thinking I can do that. And then I told a major person to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So does anybody here have an unacceptable? Anybody in here? Anything like You got one? All right, buddy. You know, do we have a... We don't have a mic for him. No, you know we're, we're small. Go ahead. Um, What's your name, man? Mike. Mike, thanks for being here. But give Mike a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> you clapped harder for cheating. Just saying. <laughs> Sal, you could answer this too. We'll see what he's got. So I'm, uh, I'm recently divorced. Sorry to hear that. No, no worries. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh boy. I mean, you can stop better. there and it's a way perfect better. unacceptable if you stop there. It's if you if that was the end of the unacceptable, it's what you got a bowl of so fruit loops on your yeah. fucking So in, so instead it's of not fruit loops. <laughs> Instead of Karen, you think it's less tacky to have Kellogg's sugar smacks right here. <laughs> Got it. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like a good eggs Benny. <laughs> Florentine, but <laughs> continue. Oh, you're walking around with eggs, Benny, and she got nothing. That is bullshit, Mike. That is fucking bullshit. This kid's walking around with a breakfast on his arm. She probably called her girlfriend like, I swear to God he did it. I swear to God he did it. <laughs> you owe me money, bitch. I told you. I won the bet. Oh, that's, my. That's probably where it went downhill. She was like, this motherfucker did it. I have no respect. <laughs> I'm filing papers. Get the <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Give him a round of applause. That was a great one. I'm that getting out of this relationship, and I hope it's over easy. Hey! Wait. I'll be here a little while longer. Can I ask you a question? Or is there any thought about getting rid of the eggs, Benny, or are you just going with it? Oh, this guy's going to court. He's like, no. <laughs> wait, He's like, yo, wait, that bitch on. is getting a bowl of Cheerios oh, for... That, that took a sharp oh turn. Oh, my God. I like you, this kid. You, this kid's I, not I, fucking I, I liked you until that moment. That was a very weird thing you just said. You want to legally force her to get Fruit Loops tattooed on her. This one, that's very petty. I actually come, come back around. I'm enjoying you right but now. See, I'll be, uh, yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I beg to differ. I like Mike even more now. Yeah. Mike, you should get her to be the tattoo artist to get it removed. She's got to do it. Teach I would, her. I would get as petty as possible. Like, she gets it, and you're like, it's supposed to be fucking skim milk. <laughs> you know, just really make it go back, make the milk lighter. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome, dude. Does, does somebody else have one? You had one? Yeah, what do you got, man? All right, 
Okay. Unacceptable. Okay. So whatever, I get out of work and I'm going across the street to meet my girlfriend to you know, pick me up there. Yeah. So I'm walking through a parking lot and I see like, you know, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. I guess what he was hoping at the restaurant. So I look and I see Michael Jordan and I'm like, oh shit, yo, Mike, I got some fire reds, man. Let me get a <laughs> Some stranger. Mike, I got, you and everyone have Jordans in Miami. And he's going to be like, hold on a second. Do you see the kid with the reds? Uh, I'm sorry, Michael Jordan. I've all I've heard is bad Michael yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. stories. I mean, Michael Jordan. I've heard 12, 13. I've never heard. Uh, he's. I heard he's notoriously like that. But he's probably, arguably, the most one of the top, like most 20, 10, 20 people alive on the planet. So well, I try to put myself in his position. Yeah. I was at a charity event with him, with other athletes, and even other athletes, like his bodyguards were keeping away from him. So. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I have a shot. I know. I know. I love Jordan sneakers so much that I'm like, let me have my own situation with them first before I, before I judge. But it's, uh, let me ask you this, because they say that Jordan being such an asshole is why he was the greatest, because you need to have that cold thing. Do you agree with shit like that? Because I, I don't. I think you could be a stone-cold killer and be a fucking nice guy. I, I do. I think that that's just... I do. I think you... I think... I think, yeah, you could, you need a little bit of, maybe, listen, on the, on the court or the field, we know what, defensive players, right, who they say, Reggie White, right, they said right. Reggie White, rest his soul, was one of the most, you know, the nicest guy ever sure. when he wasn't playing defense, but when he was playing defense, he would, he would absolutely kill people, and yeah. you know what I mean, so do you think there's something to Yeah, it? no, I think it's... Just it's just, it just runs the gamut. I mean, you're going to have successful people that got there for acting that way. Yeah. you have successful people that got there for not acting that way, you know. So I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. It takes so much energy to be, I mean, I think a lot of times, though, from being in the public and, and, and getting in the public late in life, yeah. I got in late in life, so I lived my whole life, you know, and I, I do understand more, like, um, what people might not realize like every day, every minute of every day what happens and I can't even imagine on someone who's actually really famous yeah. like Michael Jordan but sometimes it's just like you have no choice a little bit so I, I, I can empathize a little bit but uh, there's still a way to do it. You know, I don't think you'd have to be a dick to anybody. Well, you're, you're super nice but we went, out, uh, we went out, Sal called me up and Sal said, hey, and I haven't been to a concert, music <laughs> and, and I really don't really like that but I love Sal so Sal was like, hey, I got an extra ticket to see Wu-Tang at Terminal 5. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And Ghostface might play this song. I'll be crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need support. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were in this um, bar, yeah. and people from Staten Island went up to Sal. And they were like, hey, man, Sal, could you go take a picture? And he was like, we were bombarded. Remember, we couldn't get out. You couldn't get out. There yeah. were tables. There was food. And you go, oh, yeah, and yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be there. I just can't now. And the guy goes, all right, I understand. No worries. And you were like, and I was even like, no, what the fuck? Like, it, it turned into this. No, we get it, Sal. 
We get yeah. it, dude. No worries. And he was like, I was like, no, no, he can't get. Like, I was like, no, he can't get out. Like, he literally can't get around. And then, like, he had to do that. And that, I, I said, and that, as soon as we get up, I'll come to you before yeah. I leave. But that wasn't good enough. And that's where even a nice guy could be like, fuck you. You know, yeah, like a yeah. nice guy, like that's where it, that's where you know it could change because that's not that's not cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're human. So. We're we're sitting here on 400 TVE with Salvacano, and I want to ask you this question because you are such a, a a nice guy and everything like that. We did the unacceptables. What is a pet peeve of yours? Like, what is something that just do you have? Like, I know you're a germ guy. That freaks you out. Like, if somebody started sneezing near you, you just can't handle it, right? Yes, yeah. Is that what, but what anger, does something anger you? Well, sneezes anger me big time. <laughs> I get so, well, if you don't cover right, or littering, I want to kill people who litter. Littering well. bothers you. Yeah, I can't, I pick the stuff up, even though I don't like germs, I'll pick it up and hand it, like, I'll be like, take this back right now. I, I probably shouldn't do that because I'm, I'm inviting a physical altercation and I know that I cannot handle myself. <laughs> But wait a minute, wait a minute. You've actually on, picked yes, up litter and handed it to the person that I've done did it? I've done it in my whole, yeah, a lot, a lot. Wow. Yeah, I saw a guy throw, speaking of cigars, I saw a guy throw a cigar. Now, I didn't pick it up near his mouth part, but I picked it. He was in a conversation, threw the cigar right in the street. It was like three quarters still. And I went and picked it up. I was like, where do you think you are? What? Yeah, and I was like, just take this back. And then he didn't, and I put it on the ground, walked to the corner, I put it out in front of him, and I was like, that's fucking how you, you, know, you do it. Wow. I don't know if I changed them from that day, but I like to like because sometimes people don't think and they're not bad people, but it's just like maybe if you shine a light on it, maybe they'll, you know, understand. But I, I, yeah, I have so many, I mean, you know, I don't like traffic, sweat, the common cold, strong wind, bugs, cats, pointy objects, and general filth. So I have wait, a lot wait, of wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I missed half of that shit. Yeah. What what what? Say that again? My my worst things is traffic, sweat, the common cold, strong wind, bugs, cats. Wait, wait, wait. Strong wind? Yeah, I don't like strong wind. <laughs> strong, strong wind is, wind is, wind is wind a pet is peeve? It's a son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> You have zero control. You walk out of your house, your hair's done, and it's just fucking gusts, and you get to somewhere, and you look like you're on the fucking cyclone, and you just get mad. You're like, I can't do anything. I just have to accept the strong wind. I've never heard somebody be truly, genuinely upset. Be like, yeah, yeah. it's windy outside. I can't. It's annoying. It really. You ever have strong gusts of wind? You're just like, fuck this wind, but I you go have inside. no choice but to keep walking. <laughs> I go inside. I, like, but I when, you, when you can't go inside, like... You know, if you're walking and you have no, no choice but to accept a strong wind. I mean, but you're not getting thrown around. You're not getting No, but it's over. enough to annoy me. Like, imagine like a whole bunch of people in your face going, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what it is, except there's no person to hate. All right, you know, this like, is you. This yeah, is you. Yeah, this yeah. is a you thing, because there's not. <laughs> I'm getting worse with this stuff, actually. It's really a problem, and I'm going to try and fix it, but... Uh, like I so uh, no because here's the thing so be, I have to shake a lot of hands naturally if people see me they want to shake your hand and uh, I would notice that I was getting sick all the time and I, I usually I work so much that it's really hard for me to get sick right. so I said I have to start doing this thing and then I have to explain it because then people get it like they come in I go like this and they're like oh like what's wrong with me I don't have like AIDS or whatever and uh, you know I don't even know if they have AIDS maybe they do have AIDS I don't know but no I can't I'm like I, it's not you it's me i have a germ thing and then like oh all right so it's a, it takes a lot of things but it's really a preventative measure because when i i have a bad immune system so if i get a common cold i have a common cold like six to eight weeks it's terrible so i try to avoid that but the more i start to think about germs i'm working on this bit right now here's the thing genitalia is very gross as well okay <laughs> I've had, you know, I've had sex my whole life, but yeah. I'm really starting to give it some second thoughts. Because it I really mean, I don't know how strong gusts of wind got here, but let's let's go with this shit. 
<laughs> no, no, because because I have a friend who's dating like a young girl, and he made a comment like, "Oh, this is great, like a, like a young girl." I'm like, "Really? It's not that young." Because genitalia is old. Like once you pass a certain age, it's just old anyway. Like twenty-something-year-old genitalia is fucking really old genitalia. That's like been fl- that's been. You Thanks know. for making me feel like shit. I just turned forty. What I know. I, I'd say it myself too. I'm just like, don't put your mouth on that. It's fucking, you know, you know, tw- forty-two thousand days old. My balls. So I mean, I'm not into germs, but I would never say that. <laughs> hey, sweetie, you might not want to do that anymore. I'm gonna. I gave that up. No. Full disclosure: twenty-four thousand year old sack. There. You want a second guess? Take a minute. I don't know. It's just it's very old. Like even you have to put on like a, you have a twenty-one year old car that car's beat up. Twenty. <laughs> some people like us. Oh, my favorite T-shirt. Twenty-one years. That thing's hanging on by a fucking thread. <laughs> There's no difference. I drank milk three three fucking days old. I almost had a seizure. You know so why is it acceptable to like why is twenty-something year old genitalia considered a young genitalia? It's been flapping around for fucking three hundred and thirty thousand hours. I'm not I've answer. done the math. I've done the math because you need to if you want to be informed. I'm not answering that because my wife is going to listen to this episode, so I'm not. I'm just saying it's something to think about, guys, next time you want to have sex. <laughs> I'll bring this room way down over and over. I just it's heard you talk about. about a gust of wind going, <laughs> and then genitalia is old and disgusting. I don't want to fuck anymore is what I'm... <laughs> You're getting married. You didn't even get married yet. I know. No, but I, you know, I've come to accept her genitalia. <laughs> that sounded bad. I love her and everything's great. That sounded, I didn't come to accept Look, all the women are like, oh my God. It just crossed my mind recently that really, you know, people should heed a little more w- with the privates. They should heed a little more. You get people willy nilly. I have friends that sleep with people all the time and I'm just like, that's really something else because whoo. You don't know where that's been. It just is. I don't know. Just, you know, God bless. You would be the worst guy to call after a nice night of, like, hooking up with a woman. You're like, she was a 10. It was gorgeous. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's she from? Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, don't know. You're not fucking this up. I'm calling somebody else. You did what to her? What? Uh. No. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just, uh, I, I think I get sick a lot. So, like, I just, like, I'm oversensitive. So when people see you on the show with the germaphobe thing, because you guys have watched, if you guys have seen Impractical Jokers, it's hilarious. It's a great show. You are really a, you really are, like, you're a germaphobe to the point where even when you, I, I've watched you go up to people, you, let, you put the fist out. You won't give. Yeah, no. I mean, look. <laughs> I don't live in, like, a plastic bubble or anything like that. I just, <laughs> I just, if, I make choices. Like if I can avoid germs, I avoid them. But it's not like, I, it doesn't like, I don't like, you know, I don't live my life like in fear or anything. Right. I just try not to get sick, that's all. And I mean, you know, really that's all we can do as people. And now the show, uh, let's talk about the show for a little bit. You guys <laughs> love the Practical great Jokers, right? You guys love the Practical Jokers. <laughs> Practical Jokers is, I gotta be honest, there are a few, like when I go home, you know, after a long night and I sit down and watch it, you guys have had me like I and I've said actually before we met, yeah. before we met, I yeah. said the two shows that I just have to watch is Shark Tank and Impractical Jokers because it's just both. I mean, Shark, I love Tank, Shark Tank is yeah. Uh, Shark Tank, I want everybody to get a deal. Like I want everybody to get a deal at Shark Tank. I just wait for I, it. I pause it. I pause and I go, all right. And you this bet. This is what I feel. First of all, <laughs> and I'm right like ninety percent of the time. Me and my girlfriend watch it. I'm just like I pause. I'm like, there's nothing proprietary here. Number one. I mean, you know, this big company comes in, they're gonna squash this guy like a cockroach. He's got nothing, do you have a patent? You don't even have a patent? Why would you walk in the fucking studio yeah. without a patent? This show's been on for 10 seasons. Yeah. You don't watch the fucking thing. You don't know what, you know Mr. Wonderful's gonna tell you immediately, 
What's proprietary about you, it? You pause it and go through that? I do pause and I go through it. Wow. People sometimes, I don't know how they get to their valuations. I have to stop and be like, how the fuck does he think we're going to pay a 10 times multiple on something that I've seen? Oh, God, I love you. I love I you. you. I'm so glad you're here with me for this. That and World of Dance. I pause. And I give my entire thing about World of Dance. World of Dance is something yeah. I'm not familiar with. You have yeah. to watch it. It's a must watch. It's on Hulu. It's three seasons in. Third season's coming to a close. It's a, it's a dance show, but it is, it is truly remarkable. <laughs> this is the best dancers from all over the world. And you will have an appreciation <laughs> for dance if you don't already. You'll have one after you watch it. I get no kickbacks from them. I'm telling you, it's a really good show. So let me ask you something. As a grown man, <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on you. I love. No, you. I know. I love you. I know you weren't. It I was perfect. You. It was but perfect. As, as a grown man, you really like when you hear music or something's going on. Like you, you want to cut a rug. Like you really want to dance. You like to dance. Oh well, this show I like to watch the dancers. But do you like to? Dance? I don't get up and dance while they dance. Have but you? Let me ask you this: Have you ever got up and danced once while you were? I watching? may have tried to recreate a move or two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I've always danced. I've been a dancer. I dance. My family's dancers, so I danced my whole as a little kid. I danced. Your like, family's dancers? Like they, they, you know, the families that oh, dance. Oh, okay. I, I thought, no, no, I thought, no, I thought no. like you had like a family of dancers. My great great grandfather was Gene <laughs> Kelly. No, 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 no. I just mean like there was always rhythm in my family. Right. You know what I mean? You like, do have. I've seen you move around and shit. Like, yeah. Not like that. It sounded weird. But like, I don't. I don't watch you move. I'm just yeah. saying. I've seen you. You have. <laughs> yeah. You guys are fuck you people. You know what I mean? I've just I've seen that you can you can do shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like yeah, you, I've seen. So I like to dance, but that's not really what connects me to the show. The show is just great. You should check it out and then like tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> it's it's all age brackets, right? So they they have the kids as little as like six and seven, and then you know, and it's it's just fascinating. Has anybody here seen the show he's I, talking about? Just me and you, <laughs> and you. Okay, how, do you love the show? And do you love the show? That's Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey. <laughs> do you watch it? Yeah, I do. Watch it. Isn't it fantastic? I'm telling you. And J Lo and um, uh, what's that guy's name from uh, uh, Derek Huff and then Neo. They're the judges. And they, uh, I, 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 I normally I would be able to like ah, take it or leave it. You know, like <laughs> you guys like want to finish the show? Take <laughs> take what's take that guy's name? Take, over? It, take it or leave it. But it, they really are insightful. You learn. You know. Okay, we'll move on. Well, I like how, I like, you see, he's, he deflected off of his show. Your show is hilarious. Thank you. Your show, I cry laughing, but I said something to you once, and you go, yeah, I think that that's true. You get, you get the worst punishments, don't you? They, is there something, because like you. I've had the most. You've had the most, but yeah. I feel like they go at you hardest. Is that, would you say that? Yes, the network, I remember, <laughs> remember like, uh, in the when the show first started, it was 2011, the first like five, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, because I don't assume you all are. We, it's me and my three friends from like childhood, and we compete in these uh, social situations. And whoever does worse gets punished at the end of each episode. So um, at the f when it first started, I lost like the first like eight episodes in a row, <laughs> which is insane. And uh, I just uh, I didn't have the the I didn't have the uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for the constitution for it. Like I just I'm I have a weak stomach. I have like it's it varies what you have to do. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a pussy sometimes. So. Uh, I would I would lose a lot, and then the network came back, and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I'm losing all that. Like, no, continue. We, <laughs> we did a focus group, and people love to see you suffer. Oh. They said you suffer greater, better than everybody else. So just it doesn't matter. Just keep losing, yeah. and just keep suffering. 
Well, after that wind story, yeah, you could tell. They're like, you know, just anything's going to get this guy nuts. Yeah, so I, I am. The show's fun. We're still having fun. Um, it's great, We're man. in our eighth season now, and, uh, you know, w- we said we'll do it, in, it until they'll have us or until we stop having fun. So we're still going. Um, it doesn't get easier. Yeah. There's no way to live your life to, p- to do this show because every day I go to work, and it's funny, but then it's also terrible. Like so. Well, what I, what I really respect about, about Sal and how we met is Sal and I met at a comedy club because um, – you know, we were at a club and we, hey man, we kind of just had like a mutual, yeah, what's going on? And I was like, you're the only one of the four that does stand-up. So, and that's a hard thing because you're in a group of guys that probably did what? You guys did improv? Did you guys do Yeah, improv and sketch. So these guys did improv and sketch and then they're doing this show. And uh, later on in your life, you were like, I love stand-up. I know you're a big fan of stand-up. Yeah. And you just decided to do that, which I thought was so ballsy and made me go, I want to talk to this guy. And then you were just like, yeah, I'm getting up all the time. I want to do it. And I said to you, and I, and I really think that this was a, a super smart thing, is you're going to live the show twice. Because you're going to live the show, and then when the show is over, I'm sure everybody's going to go off and do their thing. But you're doing stand-up now, oh, and, yeah. and you're going to get, and you already are, have stand-up fans and that. So that's a really ballsy thing to do, and, and that's why Thanks. I think we respect it. I, I respect the shit out of it. Thank this you. Is Appreciate it. It was always my plan. It was really, I wanted to do it since I'm a little kid, and I did a little bit out of college, but I didn't really go hard. And then uh, it was my biggest regret is starting so late, but I'm really happy that I did. So I've been yeah. doing it a few years now. I, I, you know, I throw everything I have into it. So. No, yeah. I remember I we did. Uh, we did Tennessee. Remember we did Tennessee. Oh with, yeah. yeah. Uh, with Burr at the. Yeah. Where oh yeah, at the Ryman. At yeah. the Ryman, and that yeah. was, and you, were, I remember you just, we were just looking around like this is insane. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, because Burr is, you know, like an idol of mine, really, and uh, he allowed me to be on his show at the Ryman. So that's just like you get these moments that you can't believe they're happening. Like yeah. I've been a fan of Burr for like almost twenty years. And I'm like, I can't believe he. I get to be on his show with him. And I say, you meet these heroes that you've admired your whole life. That's one of the. I think that's one of the best things about stand-up comedy. The, you know. This business gives you things that where you can be in a bar, standing on a Coca-Cola crate, telling jokes to people, eating with TVs on, and you're going, what What the fuck am I doing with my life? And then you get something where you're standing in an uh, <laughs> arena, or you did the thing in England too. Like, it's just you get, and it, you're just like, holy shit, man! There's nothing better. Yeah, the guys on I tour as well yeah. um, with of uh, this live version. It's not really the show at all. It's most, it's more like stories and stand up with the four of us on stage. It's vastly different from stand up, but it's the best thing I could liken it to. So yeah. the guys and I've been touring for like six, seven years now, and from the show we get to do surreal things like venues I could never imagine playing, and like. It's gonna <laughs> eventually go, but right now I'm still enjoying it. <laughs> this is how I live my life. I'm like any second. It's no, just but that's go. that's a that's a reality smart way to look at yeah. things. Uh, how's everybody doing? You guys having a good time? You guys good? Yeah. How you doing, Sammy? Sam. So by the way, I gotta tell you something about Sammy back there. Okay, Sam, good friend, good friend of ours. That's what the Italians say, right? Good friend of ours. Good people. He's got a bird. Listen to this shit. He's got a bird, right? And I didn't know. Does anybody here have like a parrot? Do you know? Like they live. They live long, right? So I was like, oh, how old's your bird? And I thought he was going to be, like, you know when you see an animal, you're like, I thought he was going to be like, oh, the bird's three. Yeah. And he said, there was the bird's like 27 years old. Yeah. And it's an African. Gray. Is it an African gray? It lives well, 80 years. What, uh, what? I know all about it because my, Joe Gatto from. What the from, fuck was that? Yeah, it's an African gray. <laughs> Joe Gatto. Jesus Christ. Was it an sh- African gray? Yeah, 80. He got 80. You're going <laughs> to die first. 12? Anyway. 
Yeah. You better find somebody to take it over. You want to know something sick about the African gray? Yes. I'll drop some knowledge. Who knew I had parrot knowledge? <laughs> Twelve to sixteen hundred word vocabulary, if you so choose to teach it, lives up to eighty years. If it catches a draft, fucking dead on the spot. Dead on the spot if the bird catches a draft. Otherwise, eighty years. Guys, I swear That's to God. That's a fucking gamble. Guys, I swear to God, this was not some bird setup. I swear to God, this was not some bird setup. I saw my friend, he's got an African gray. I had no idea that this lunatic who's afraid of wind, was going to know everything that you could possibly know about an African gray. Um, did okay. you just say bird? Yeah. Let me at you. No. Joe, my buddy Joe bought one. He came home one day, and he had a fucking parrot. I'm like, what is that? He goes, African gray. He had a, a big fucking cage. I'm like, well, how much is that? He was like, ah, all in, about three grand. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? No, three grand? This thing laughs like his wife. Like, he goes, <laughs> like, and I was like, what the fuck? It says, bye-bye when you walk past the door. It's like evil. I don't want that thing in my house. What do you got on flamingos? I, I <laughs> you know why they're pink? They eat a lot of shrimp. No, Swear to Christ. Get the yes. fuck out of here. Yes. Are you serious? I will. I didn't even know I knew this much about birds. <laughs> Guys, this isn't really a podcast. This is just a bird study that I needed some. I need to get. I sound. actually smoked uh, marijuana recently with a friend, and we were like, "Yeah, we were just talking, right?" And I was like, "Dude, could you imagine if if an animal spoke?" And then it was like six minutes of silence. I talked about this on stage, and then I was like, oh, "Fucking birds." They've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> like animal birds speak. Yeah. If you really think about it, that's fucking nuts. I don't even know how we continue with our day knowing they're flying around up there just having conversations. If A bird talks. Well, you think they talk to each other up there? Maybe not, but <laughs> they talk to each other down here. That's really odd that... A, there's a bird that talks English. No other animal across the planet uh. in the history of the planet has spoken, but we just choose to accept it. We're just like, yeah, fucking parrots talk. Get over it. But it really deserves more props from us. Yeah. I'm really discouraged about how, as a whole, as a race, we don't give parrots enough props. I never looked at it like that. I... um. <laughs> I mean, a fucking kid. She look. She fucking says the first word. Yeah, it's expected that we all do it. You you make bigger deal out of a fucking two year old kid being like da da than yeah. a bird being like you know what I you know what I like to say. And and it's got a little brain and shit. Yeah. 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 That's my crazy. grandmother. My grandmother had a bird that spoke Greek because she was Greek and it just repeated Greek phrases. That's just impressive. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I'm, I don't get high. Well, I, well, I got I I got a um, edible once. And I, I was high for nine hours. I didn't know what it was. It was, it was, I didn't, I didn't. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> my, um, my brother-in-law gave me this white macadamia chocolate. I've, I've spoke about it on the podcast before. He said, just take a little, little square. And it was white macadamia and it was delicious. So then I was, nothing happened for like 30 minutes. So I took another square. I, f I, I fell asleep in Lucas's, my son Lucas's bedroom. This is, this is hand to God. This is a true story. Okay, this is, this is a true story. I did not feel anything. I was watching either Shark Tank or your show. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, and I'm like, this is bullshit, you know? So I took another little piece of, and I went to bed. And I woke up, I woke up in a full-fledged hallucination. And I was in my son's room, so there was a, <laughs> there was a Darth Vader bobblehead, right? <laughs> and my son's got a fish. He won, my son won a fish at the Danbury Fair 
seven years ago, and it's in its fifth tank right now, and it's this big, right? It's, this thing is turning into a fucking, like a carp, right? And I saw this monster fish as I was hallucinating, and I couldn't believe, like I thought it was like a mutation, but then there was water that flows from the filter, and in my mind, it was two old men whispering outside of the door, and I started crying. I started crying, and I said, Stacy. Wait, wait, wait. What? You, you lost me. What? You thought the water pouring in, the sound of that was two people the whispering s- out. The sound of the water from the filter into the okay, tank were two old men conspiring against me <laughs> to either take me away. So I just heard, yeah, we gotta go in there. And get, that's what I heard, but it was just the water flowing. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a full-fledged panic attack. I'm in a full-fledged panic attack, and then there was, you know, there were Derek Jeter's on the wall with bobbleheads of Darth Vader and stormtroopers, and I'm freaking out. And, I'm, and, then, and then I was like, I think I got to piss, and I forgot that thought. So I, I forgot. I, I stood up. I forgot everything. I was really fucked up. So I said, Stacy, get in here. And my wife comes in, and I go, babe, I don't, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know where I am. And she saw the chocolate bar wherever I had it and she goes you just have to sleep it off and nine hours nine hours later but back to the birds now if the birds started talking to me especially in Greek at that time yeah. I would have fucking I would have died I would have killed oh, myself oh yeah cause I mean if you got you're a high and a fucking parrot flies in and just starts fucking Greek talking fucking to you fucking Sammy's African Greg comes in and starts laughing like his wife I'm gonna wanna blow my brains out <laughs> I have questions yeah how did you why did you assume from the whisper you could tell they were elders <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a whisper is the great neutralizer. I, you can whisper to be a five-year-old girl or I a nine-year-old man. fucking love this man. <laughs> Do you understand that that's why he is here? Because he's the best. <laughs> I texted this guy one time, and I go, listen, I'm having issues with my pillows. And he goes, I can't text. This is a d- conversation we need to have. And he started talking to me about goose down. Where's where's the neck hurt? What part of the neck hurts? I got one. He came to my house for Christmas. He not, right? Yes. Comes to my house. I have a little <laughs> get together before Christmas Eve. Okay, we get the food. He he's got four pillows in his hand, brand new, still in the wrap for me. He goes, these are gonna help the neck. I remember the conversation. That's but th- th- that's that's yeah. who we're dealing with. I, here. I, I I pride myself on being a, were, an educated consumer. I think they were older. I think they were older because children couldn't take me away. So in my mind, there was a conspiracy got against you. me. Yeah, you it would be weird if there were little got kids. You, got you, got you. Right, because yeah. I, could, I could say, fuck you, you're a kid. You right, can't right. take me. But I meant like, how'd you know they weren't like 20 to 40? They, no, they were like, I would say probably <laughs> mid-60s. I would, <laughs> I, would say, I would say mid-60s if I had to. Um, you know what? Wow, man, the hour's almost done. We're going to go a little longer. Is that okay? We go a little longer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys having a good time? We got to go a little. This is. Let's listen. stay overnight. <laughs> call out a call out a work sick. Drinks on Gotham. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. They're like, no, fuck that. Close the bar. He can't say that. Um, <laughs> guys, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect. This is the first time I'm ever doing my live podcast. I've been on them, and this is the first time I'm doing it. But this is a blast, and I'm so glad you're so here. Much so much fun. We're gonna, yeah, yeah we're, this is awesome. I feel so, like it's almost yeah, like a therapy time. session for me, but yeah. Well, this is an intervention for you <laughs> yeah. because we found out that you have many issues. This does feel like therapy. Like, I'm really opening up. Like, I, it's weird. I'm very shy. On stage, I can get on stage with a mic, and I, the shyness goes away. I step off the stage, very shy. People think, like, oh, you, they come punch me because they know me from TV. And they're yeah. like, oh, we know you. You're like, oh, friends, we've watched you for eight years. They'll come kick me in the fucking leg yeah. and be like, hey, you motherfucker. And I'm just like, I'm very shy. Yeah. But also, I don't talk about anything. I'm super private. 
Yeah. And like, you know, then I just, it's something about being on stage with a friend with a mic. And then yeah. I would never say like half the shit I set up here, but you know, no, couple it's, this couple is, this is, and you guys, you know, you guys are the, are the diehards. You guys, I know some people drove from fucking Canada to be here. So everybody wow. in here, any, any pictures that you want with, you know, you're going to get a poster. I want to meet you, talk to you and do the whole thing. Cause I really, it's a Monday night. I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are awesome for it. Don't think, uh, don't think we don't appreciate That's it. That's awesome. Okay. Me Sal's leaving. He doesn't want to see you after the show, but I, me myself, I take a hard pass. But have fun, <laughs> have fun, and uh, ah. something else. So we, we so does anybody here? Because I know we were talking about like advice or questions for me or Sal or anything like that. If you guys have anything or anything that you wanted to talk about, or we could just keep going. But I, I said on the on the thing, if you guys had any questions you wanted to say, we're here for you. Does anybody have anything? Jeffrey in the back. Yeah. Are you doing any more unacceptable? Yeah, we did that, Jeff. Where were you? Where 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 were you, Jeff? No, <laughs> you don't even have a thing. You just wanted to know if anyone else was gonna do one. Unacceptable, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Do you still have a wife? You have a house? Okay, never mind. Nothing. Just wanted to make sure. No, <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. Does anybody have anything? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. It's, it's automatically fun, you know, because we're, we put ourselves in these surreal situations that we're not in, in normally. It's, they're really heightened situations. That's fun. And then, you know, besides the guys being there, our whole crew, uh, maybe 40, 50 people that are surrounding us, they've been with us for years. So, like, it's, it is like a cliche, but it is like a big family. And we have fun together. Like, our job is to go in and have fun, and it kind of resonates through everyone. So that helps to keep it fresh. But we also just try to change every year. We try to evolve the show. When people describe the show, the go-to thing, because it is the easiest way to relay, is that, oh, a guy wears an earpiece and his friends tell him what to do, and then he has to do that or not do that. And that is true, but that's like a third of the show only. Because like all the other things are these made-up other things that we do, but it's just not the way to explain the show. So we keep trying to just make it fresh, you know, and just push the limits, really, you know. Has has there been a has there been a situation where one of you four have really been not in danger, but somebody in a mall was like, "Dude, I'm gonna fuck you up." Like, <laughs> not like seriously, like 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 that that had to because I always thought about that. If you push the because I've seen you guys push it or like you know insult his girlfriend or insult his wife or say something and you, like it goes to commercial and then sometimes you guys do it and sometimes you don't. But has there ever been like this guy's gonna kill me? Yeah, well we don't say like insult this person. <laughs> we'll just say the thing. You know what I mean? So it's not as, you know, like, because it is a show about what we don't want to do, what we could push each other to do. But we don't go for anger because anger is not really funny. We're more going to amusement or confusion. Right. That's funny for us, for people. Um, but it's the law of averages. It doesn't matter who you... you you know, what you do, you're going to come across a person who likes to fight, who's in a bad mood. Or, so every once in a while, it's not often, but you'll get somebody who's cocked and ready to go. And, and then it's like, whoa, you know, but we'll diffuse that, you know, the best that we can, That's a you know, in the moment. I had a guy, I've done, I've done so much worse. One of the times that I almost got hit was for nothing. I was at, we were at the car show at the Javits. And they were like, you know, whatever you do, there was a couple that like, I was working there, I was posing as a worker, and they were like, when you speak to them, you can only speak to the, right, right from behind them, right to the back of their necks, like, not, <laughs> not, face, not face to face. So the guy's looking at like a Fiat, 
and I go up right behind him to his neck, and I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> and he, in one motion, he turned around, grabbed me, and pulled his fist back. And he was like, he, he had veins, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm just trying to sell you a Fiat. Yeah. I'm just trying to sell you a Fiat. And, and, he, just had, and then the he was like, no. And, he, and then he still was like, because he, he just thought like, are you disrespecting me in some way? But I really, all I did was talk to him from behind. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't know, but sometimes you get that and sometimes you could do anything and people just don't even care. It's I, uh, really crazy that, how it's that's a, that's a really scary thing that could happen with TV. Uh, you guys remember the Eric Andre show? Yeah. yeah. So I, they called me in to do the Eric Andre show and do an audition on Skype and I had to play a cop and I get it and I go to Harlem, 125th Street in Harlem and I'm supposed to go into this wig shop and I didn't know that it, I, it was like we were gonna, it was off the cuff. I thought it was a scripted thing. Okay. And this was around the time a couple of guys got off after, cops got off after, um, was, who was the, the guy that got choked and, and he... Eric Garner? One, yeah, it was like... Or which one? Yeah, it was, yeah it, was like, it was a time where that was happening a lot. And I'm in Harlem and I look like me, okay? <laughs> I look like this and when I had the cop uniform on, I looked like a, I looked like a cop, okay? And uh, I was really... There was people walking around me on a cell phone going, yeah, there's one right here. I'm not kidding. And I was waiting to go into this thing and they had to get the director and the producer. This one guy just kept walking back and forth and everybody was looking and it was right when a guy got off. Like a police officer got off after killing somebody and people were upset. It was all over the radio and they had to kind of make a barricade around me go, no, no. And the funny thing is the guy that was walking back and forth like he wanted to kill me, when they go, no, no, this is a show, he came over, he goes, oh man, what channel, man, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> he, was all, he was all nice about it, but it was, it was a scary thing. But yeah. you guys are doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and I wondered about that. But nobody ever got hit, right? Uh, no, people got hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. people get hit. Uh, you know, I mean, look, eight years, 200 plus episodes, probably a thousand plus bits is maybe happened, you know, uh, under 10 times. So it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. So well, this has been great. Does anybody have anything else? Does anybody have? Did I ever get actually hit on the show? Um, I don't believe so. No, no. I, I, I would be very apologetic immediately when someone was uh, that upset. So because I don't want. No one wants it to get to that. Then you get, <laughs> then you have lawsuits, police. Like it, definitely, we don't want that. You just cry and you hand him a tape, but just once. Yeah, I've had the police called on me about three times. <laughs> <laughs> you just caught it. It's a cassette. I, I got it out of my car. It's, it's a, you said you had something, man? What are your Mount Rushmore's Is that Who's that for us? Both of uh, My Mount Rushmore. Of stand up? Or it's, it's, it's hard because of the generations, but for me, always number one for me hands down is Eddie Murphy because that's why I do it because when I was 10 years old Eddie Murphy raw not even delirious everybody says delirious but I was 10 when raw came out and my grandmother and mother were like you can't take him to that to my dad and my dad was like don't worry I'm taking you like my dad and my dad took me and I was just locked in so for me uh, Eddie Murphy for me I think I, I three definitely are Murphy Pryor and Carlin to me and then I think the I think the fourth is yet to be determined, and I know I'm a little biased because he's my best friend and mentor, but Burr's creeping up. You know, Burr's creeping up. You know, uh, I, you know, I think one of, I'll tell you something else. I'm t uh, I think Brian Regan's one of the, Brian Regan. Oh yeah. Brian Regan has made me laugh quicker. I've cried laughing like a minute 10 into his thing. Just with the, like, so he's, he's somebody up there. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Murphy, Eddie Murphy for me was Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby were my first two stand-up comedy influences. Um, R. Kelly. Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. 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 Guys, yeah. R. Kelly. Who else? Michael, Who else, Michael, Sal? Michael, we know the list. Michael Just Jackson. Get mug shots. Michael, get the mug shots. Michael, 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 Michael Jackson changed my life. Uh, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, you can't. You're asking me the question. So when I was young, I mean, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I, 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 I besmirch. You know, he's terrible, you know, for what he did. <laughs> but you're asking me as a kid who influenced me. He did. You know, um, but yeah, I can't even have this kind because I have to be like, okay, there's then, yeah. there's now. Like, I can't force too little. It's too little, but I, you know, you got to fall in line. Of course, prior, of course, Carlin, you know, um, you know, uh, now, like people now, it's got to be like Burr. I mean, but then again, you, it's the same people in the conversation, you know. I like to go one level below that and talk about people that maybe people don't know on that, that big of a scale, but like, you know, you got Burr, you got Chappelle, you got Regan. That's now, another one, Chappelle. Like David like Attell. It's um, really hard. Four is hard in this business because there's also different genres of comedy. There's There would be a super clean like Regan that kids could watch and cry laughing and he's the funniest there. And then you have somebody like Pryor and those people who are just, you know, they'll say whatever. Yeah. They'll tell a story about sucking dick for crack and you're just like, and it just makes it hilarious and it's unbelievable and it's honest and it's totally two different things. So, but um, yeah, I mean, everybody. I, I'll tell you another guy, you know, uh, Doug Stanhope, Louis C.K. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two guys that when you actually listen to a story, you're like, "Holy shit! I got writing to do. I got my sh I got my work cut out because those guys are great Stan too." So Stan definitely Stanhope. It's yeah. it's uh it's it's a tough question. I mean, if I could definitely do ten, but four is four is tough. But for me, like Eddie Murphy, if that's the one, if Eddie Murphy walked in this room. I would not know what, like, you ever, yeah. uh, like, we get, I, we don't get starstruck too much, you're around people, but there's certain people, like Jordan, Jordan, no matter how much of a dick, I'd be like, that's fucking Michael Jordan, like, yeah. that's Michael Jordan, if Eddie Murphy walked in, if Eddie Murphy said good set to me, and said you're funny, I would, I would start crying <laughs> like yeah. Sal Vicano, okay. I would, I would, I would, if Eddie Murphy said I was funny, I would fucking be a bubbling idiot, and I would call my wife and be like, we're having sex tonight. We have to. We have to. Trust me. I'll tell you on the way home. And she'll be like, "All right, that's really weird." But, <laughs> but like, it, like who, yeah. who, who would freak you out? Who would? Freak I have you not out? met him, and that is that is the one right there. Who? Eddie, Eddie, that's the one because right there. Here's yeah. the thing. I think Eddie Murphy is the most talented person, talented overall person of maybe the last 30, 35 years. When you talk about acting, when you talk about, I mean, I don't like his music, but the guy can sing, his stand-up, you know. And a lot of people say this, and this is a uh, great question that you asked to close, to close this show out here, but people say if Eddie Murphy came back to stand-up now, I don't know if it would be good. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that the talent he has, I think what he would have to do is he would have to go across the country and work the hour. But the guy's got what? 11 kids. He's got divorces, this and that, all kinds of things that happen to him. I think if he let it go, I think if he let it go, he can be, he can do something great. I really do. I think that if he just was like taking the pressure off of Delirious and Raw, because everybody keeps telling Eddie Murphy, oh man, you got that, you have this thing. Forget that. Put it aside and just go what you would do. I think it would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it is this weird thing too where the landscape of comedy changes over time and you can't recreate certain things. Not that to recreate Raw, but when Raw or Delirious came out, specials were special. Right. You know understand what I'm saying? And, and there was a lot less saturation, not even in comedy, but just in any type of entertainment option. There was less channels. There was less everything. And people watched things way more communally. And then they moved 
a greater amount of people at a greater time. Now you have to seek kind of stuff out, and there's so much to choose from that things kind of get lost. And so I don't know. It's it, it's really difficult to put out a special these days. Even the best people that will resonate like when when comedy was you know transforming from the 60s and 70s and 80s so it isn't really apples to apples i right. think but um but you know it, you know people are still putting out burr puts out amazing specials Th Chappelle, um i mean stan hope well my special was great um <laughs> so you know you didn't have to i made my my, my my special did really I'll well say this. it broke I'll records on comedy so, yeah yeah you were there you were at it yeah. but no it's this is the only time i guess where you can sell out madison square garden and nobody and, and a lot of people don't know who you are. Right. That that's that's a time of, of fame now where you're selling tickets now and nobody it's not like when Murphy did it, it was like, holy shit, this right. guy's a movie star, this is the guy it's is. Now it's like tribes and people coming out for that guy and growing and stuff like that. So um, guys, this has been amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Give it a round of applause for my amazing guest Salvacano. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I want to thank Gotham Comedy Club for having us here. I wanna. I'm glad. I'm glad we did it here. I want to have a lot of fun with you guys after. Hang out. And um, this has been uh, the first time I did it. This is 400, and it was awesome. So thank you guys so much.